0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back.
1: Episode- Hi, how are you doing?
0: Hi, everyone.
1: You got your glass of wine? Because I just finished with uh, one wisdom. I, and, uh, that, that is white wine. This is when he transforms <laughs> water into wine, isn't it? Water.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Ailey.
0: So this week we're looking at procrastination. Yeah. So and how that sort of fits in with NGE. Um and I guess unpacking that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Around what it is to procrastinate, who's more likely to procrastinate and then what to do about it. Yeah? So what so, I wants to hear about? No
1: well, let, let's start with, with with your point of view here now. What what is procrastination? Because let, let's let's repeat this. You you work you've been working with a lot of young people, yes? And, and, and you've worked, uh, obviously, also with adults. Now, what is procrastination?
0: Uh, I think the misconception is that procrastination is like, falls into the realm of laziness <clears throat> or lack of motivation, um, you know, poor time management, poor organisation skills to the point where someone can't get something done. Right. Meet a deadline or whatever that is for uni, for school, for work, um, but that's a that's a misconception because it is actually. I guess it's a poor coping strategy. Right. It's um, it's a poor way to manage your mood. And so I I wanted to put that to you first, so yeah. we can have to talk about that and. Yeah do you see lazy do you see procrastination as laziness or poor no. time
2: management or do Can you I just ask you as a trained professional like my interpretation of procrastination is like um a delayed decision making like where you 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 put off making a decision you can't make a choice you find excuses you do something else to avoid the task like um, in times in my life when I've procrastinated, it's been a great time to get the house clean, you know, like it's it's quite productive in that respect. But that's yeah. that's sort of my interpretation as yeah. you know, me
0: of what, what procrastination is. So And that would be correct. Am I on the right path? Definitely. It's an avoidance yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And people can avoid for different reasons. It can be yeah. a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um People can avoid because, um, yeah, fear of judgment um, or lack of meaning. And that's something else I wanted to cover around. Lack of meaning.
1: Wow, interesting. What does it mean?
0: So that if someone finds a task mundane or, you know, not contributing to what they would see to be where they want to be or their goals. For example, like giving, you know, a boss giving you some sort of filing task, you like, am that's beneath me because that's not where I want to be. I want to be here. And so they don't get it done or they put it off and avoid that task, not because they can't do it or their, their fear of failure, which is what some procrastinators do. It can be out of, um, yeah, a lack of meaning to them.
1: Wow, okay, so um but wh- I, I what do not it...
2: really think though that procrastination is always a bad thing i mean in in my life when i when I think about it, times that I have procrastinated it's usually been no, that always like, if you have um, a de- a huge life change decision to make or a career change or you know a, a big decision, it's kind of like I think it's your inner self and your your body's warning signals to say okay is this really what you want to do and is I you know you need to make a, a choice here so I think it also isn't always a bad thing because it allows you time to um process process and work out what you really want and work out whether you want it for yourself or whether it's if what someone else wants you to do yeah you know
0: that can be, I guess, um, deliberation around a decision. Yeah. Um, procrastination generally comes with negative consequences for yeah. putting off the task or the decision. To,
1: have, to avoid a negative consequence, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: yeah, some of what you're talking about would be, um, yeah, deliberation and weighing things up. And yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I feel, would fall into a different category. Right. Than procrastination.
1: Yeah. So so uh, so, are you saying that procrastination is not under the control of the person doing it?
0: Uh, no, not saying that it is under their control. It, um, I guess, the first step is recognizing you are doing it, like if. Um,
1: but how? It's not easy for someone who's procrastinated to recognise they're doing it. For them, they have a valid reason for what they're doing.
0: And, and the research shows in procrastination that procrastinating and getting a negative consequence doesn't mitigate you not procrastinating again. Whereas well,
1: You're going too fast for me. Know. Maybe often, so,
0: so, you know, like if you... If you get a negative consequence for something, yeah. or like you get in trouble for not meeting your deadline and your boss goes off, that's usually a deterrent to not do it again. But procrastinators, that doesn't work for them. They do it again because it's not about that. It's about them trying to avoid. It's not about them avoiding the negative consequence. It's about them avoiding the negative feelings that the task brings. So whether that's fear of failure around their perfectionism or whether that's, um, you know, whatever negative, I guess, emotion it brings up, low self-esteem or, um, you know, fear of judgment or whatever, they're avoiding those feelings, not the consequence.
1: Right. So so, how how do you get a person who's doing that to recognize they're doing it?
0: Yeah, so that's the hardest thing. Usually, they'll only recognize it when they have a negative consequence that comes or from a them deadline, or a deadline, <laughs> or a deadline, <laughs> or an overdue assignment. So procrastinators are really good at um, putting in, you know, to uni to ask for extensions. Like, they get really good at um, making excuses and, um, you know, and busying themselves with other tasks to give reason as to why they didn't get that one done. But look, like, I didn't get that done, but look at all these things that I did get done. So they're, like, really good smoke screeners.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna ask our question. I'm I'm gonna listen as usual. I don't I don't even have to try. I'm going to be the stupid one in the room. So can someone see that a person is procrastinating, and 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 how do you see it? What's the clue? Um,
0: if the task is the next logical step and they skip it,
1: <laughs> Haley, I don't know you are using too many difficult words for me so just talk to me like i'm a three-year-old okay so how so how let's imagine i'm, I'm a boss because yeah. you do a lot of things now with teams you, you as a psychologist you're now starting to work with a lot of teams yeah how do i know that someone in my team is procrastinating uh well they will know they're
0: procrastinating because the That whatever you're asking them to do is causing them anxiety or something. Yeah, so they're avoiding avoiding it. Yeah. And they're avoiding, yeah. So, what you might see is avoidance,
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: making light of a situation, like, or making fun of the thing that you're asking them to do because they try a bit of banter or something to sort of smoke screen. Yeah. Um, They may. yeah, I guess come up with excuses. You'll start to hear, I'll do that tomorrow because I've got these things to do today. And that's why I mean by missing the next logical step. So it's
2: really not prioritising your priority.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what they've been asked to do. Mm. Yeah. And I, guess, I guess
2: you just need to ask the question, why is it they don't want to do that task? Yeah. What, what is the fear? Yeah. What are, what are they worried about, you know?
1: Yeah, but, but do you find that procrastinators are keen to come up with excuses like uh, I haven't got the time, this is not being sent to me, or I'm still waiting for that to come from. So it's so I mean how how do I recognize that you know that that's an excuse too?
0: Um, I guess setting time frames.
1: Mm, I like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, because sometimes you don't want to call someone out straight away and, as if they're lying.
1: Why wow. um, yeah, not? I think I you
0: also, also need to be really careful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think you also really
2: need to, need to be really careful that you know the, the whole situation because you don't always know someone's full circumstances, especially like with mental health issues. Um, like, personally, if something's affecting someone in the office, you don't always know what's happening in their personal life that is making them behave that way so I think you need to be very careful because sometimes a little bit of information can be dangerous you know like you don't always know the full story
1: you, you already you already started uh way way too deep I was going to bring it a bit later on but um it feels to me like women perceives better whether someone is procrastinating than men or
2: I asked the girls today what they procrastinate over in the office, and yeah. the answers were buying a pair of R.A. Williams boots and cooking dinner. And it's kind of like, okay.
1: Don't well, say again.
2: <laughs> so, so one one thing was buying like an expensive purchase, which yes. is you know fair enough you know, fear of losing money, you know, breaking the budget or whatever. And the other one was cooking dinner. And so we all all hate that decision every night. It's like, oh, what's for dinner? That's so
0: funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it it was funny.
0: Yeah. And I guess there are different reasons why people procrastinate or delay decision making, but. True procrastination and like chronic procrastinators, they it's it goes in like they go into this survival mode of fight, flight, freeze. So they because whatever the task is that they're putting off, whether it's writing an essay, whether it's you know, writing a speech for an awards night, um know some of those big things or whether it is just some sort of mundane task or around the house you know cleaning the windows or things like that um you know people procrastinate around a lot of things but i guess it's it's hard for others to recognize it's easier for the person to recognize
1: really so for example if uh, the number of times i've asked some of my leaders, and I talk leaders, of the, the bosses of the businesses that, um, that we uh, train or oh, help, do you need any help? And they say no. And hold on. Last time we spoke, there were three things you said you were going to do. And I can't even get them to ask for help. Is yeah. Where is ego, and and what does ego have to do? Ego meaning like I don't want to tell you, and I'm a bigger man, and this, and I have to show you that I'm I'm good. Where is ego in versus procrastination? Uh,
0: I think it's hard to like to separate some of that in terms of people, like in. In terms of what you're talking about in terms of ego or whatever, oh, fear of failure, fear of looking bad to their boss, they won't ask for help. Lots of people don't ask for help. And but is that procrastination? No, not no. always. No, no. It can just be like that can be a whole nother issue.
2: But, the,
1: but the, the result is the same, Hayley.
0: Yeah, but it depends on if they're like, I guess, avoiding a particular task. And the reasons behind that, whether that whether that task brings up anxiety or it's so overwhelming. That so, they let's,
1: so let me clarify. A procrastinator is not to, in your uh, um, language is not someone who avoids a task.
0: No, they do avoid. Oh, they I avoid see. tasks, yeah. Well, but,
1: they...
0: but procrastinators aren't the only people who don't ask for help. I think that's what we were sort of saying. It's not, all, it's not all tasks that they avoid; it's only the task
2: that they're procrastinating yes. over. Correct, like yep. the assignment due, or you know.
1: I, I, I love this podcast. I feel that a psych, a psychologically I'm being worked on. I mean, this is fantastic. So, <laughs> so,
0: so a, like a true procrastinator. Yeah. They're giving a given a task and yeah. just thinking about that task. Thinking about the particular task makes them feel anxious or overwhelmed. Not even doing it, just thinking about it.
1: Right. right. Oh,
0: I like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Procrastinators will. Avoid. <laughs> oh, you described it, Hayley. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you're not avoiding it, so you're. I'm, okay. I'm not talking
1: about her. are <laughs> talking about her, but she she has to do it because. There's other people behind who do depend on on, on Lisa.
2: I said I'd do it. I'm here. It's all right. (laughs)
0: That's right. So you're not procrastinating. You've done it. You've achieved the task. (laughs) But, yeah, if the task causes anxiety, feel overwhelmed, or it threatens their sense of um, self, they're more likely to put it off and avoid it. Okay what happens then is that <clears throat> that those ang- anxious feelings and feeling overwhelmed instantly go away by putting it at the bottom of your to do list so you squash your negative feelings
2: well it's just forgetting about it it's correct. in hard basket but the
0: thing that you do is is you it will come back it. up <laughs> that's right but you replace it with something funner More entertaining, you go and chat with people in the office, and it boosts your mood. Yeah. Reinforces the behavior of going, yeah, that's better. That I push those, that away, and I feel better. But But what happens then, obviously, the to-do list and it creeps up the list and it can only and it keeps going up and up and up, and they keep trying to push it down and down and down. So instead of addressing it. It gets worse.
2: But I think once that thing finally gets to the top of the pile and it's dealt with and addressed, um, you know, the relief that it's done, like, oh, thank God it's done, I've done it, I've finished, you know. Um, And I I think next time you have another assignment or task or whatever it is that you similar, don't want to do or whatever, you just need to um, realise how you know, how good that relief was and that you could do it and believe in yourself, you know, that's where it all comes back to.
0: Like and, and then to you've have to a look, deal, Um You've got to deal with your fear.
2: Yeah. And once you've done it, have a look at how it benefited you that you'd completed that task. Yes, yeah. So I, I've done that assignment, you know, that feels really good. What, what did that teach me, you know?
0: So uh, what I thought we could do is when I, I, I'll i say a few things that I think might help procrastinators and then you tell me what you think about that, how hard it would be or what you might, you know, find are, are, are you Are
1: you trying to cycle We're, We're getting
0: homework from us. We're getting homework from the stream. For our listeners to go, <laughs> often after we do these podcasts, I get feedback and go, oh, I, will, I see it from this point of view or yeah. that, you know, how okay. do you do this? So I thought if I put something to you and then we all just feed into that one thing and then
1: okay. get
0: questions answered by us.
1: Okay, very good.
0: So if I say, first thing, everyone needs a writer to-do list. First
1: thing, everyone Three.
0: Yeah, just like write write your list. Write the list of tasks that you need to do, whether they're ones that you want to avoid or not. You just write your list.
1: Oh, gee, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every day I do write the list of the things I need to be doing. But now to answer your question, do I go through my mind and avoid writing down the the things that I don't want to do? <laughs> that I don't know. Now, now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> It's a good question. I, I'm going to have to ask myself that question a bit more. Very good. I like that.
0: Yeah. So some people you can go, yeah, I can write a to, to-do list easy. But yes, they might shuffle the order to suit them. Whereas if I said from the beginning of your day to the end of the day, write the list of things you need to do yeah. from start to finish without, you know, putting the worst things at the end or whatever. How difficult that would be? Mm. For some people, it would be very difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, something happens to me. I, I do write the entire list. I have no problem with that. But the way that I tick, I give it a tick, it's not in the order I wrote it down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you might do your preferred activities first? <laughs>
1: uh, or, or whatever is more convenient. So let's imagine I'm having that meeting, and I wrote down two tasks that are at the bottom. But because I'm in that meeting, I can bring it up. So I tick it off straight away. But one of the things that I have forced myself over the years is I, I do not go home until the entire list is ticked. Okay.
0: That's good. Others would not do that. And I
2: think it's really good if you've got a list of priorities. Yeah. The hardest task, do it in the morning. Yeah. So that it's out of the way you know, have that most five Sorry?
1: your veggie first.
2: <laughs> veggie first?
1: <laughs> Eat your veggie first, yes.
2: First. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> That's easy.
1: Very, very hard to someone who loves his Wagyu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So let's think about the second thing. You've got your list now. Yeah. In order to recognise the onset of procrastination, have a look at your list and which tasks bring up that avoidance or the, "not don't want to do that, leave that to the end of the day, I'll get to that if I've got time or whatever. So recognising on the list which ones are creating that and which other ones are like easy, yeah we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. Mm. How would you find being able to do that?
1: Yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, well,
0: that's the files that you think
2: you do first. Yeah. Me, that's how I've always worked.
1: So what, what are you talking about? You're doing the tougher one first?
2: Yeah. Like if, if you come in and you know you've got to, crappy job or a difficult file or you know a task that is harder than others it's always good to get that away in the morning and and dealt with and finished so that you don't have to worry about it all day you know sometimes if you make a couple of calls about your problem problem or whatever you're working on throughout the day it sort of sorts itself out and you get it worked on and done
1: okay uh, I'm going to answer my question, uh, your, your question, Haley. but you're going to have to really uh, answer the next question I have. All right, me, I do whatever is convenient first. Mm-hmm. So I look at my list and I go, I'm about to get into the meeting. Those three will be what I address. Those two, I I'll make that call uh, when I'm in the car or whatever. So how, how does that differentiate a Lisa from me?
0: Think it's just different ways you work, it doesn't mean that you're procrastinating. Like if, if you're looking at your list and you're like like Thomas, you're going, oh yeah, I'll just do this, then that, then, that, then, and nothing sort of stands out to you as in Ooh, okay about that one, I'll just put that to the side. Right. What Lisa's saying is when that bring when something like that comes up for her, she's like, oh, I know this is going to be a hard one, or that's going to take more time. I'll just quickly get it over and done with Get it out of the
2: way. If I know know it's something that I can solve, I would rather get it out of the way. If I know it's going to go on and be a problem, then I think you do have to sit still and think, well, what am I going to do about this? Is this a good situation? What are the options? You know, and weigh it up. And, um, you know, like for me, if I've sort of had the feeling where I don't know what to do, do nothing like as in life decisions, not, not just talking about work now, not knowing what to do, do nothing. If nothing feels right, do nothing, you know? So you do, I think you do have to listen to it. I don't think all procrastination is bad.
1: So, so I'm just going to ask you this question. Is it, is Lisa doing it because she's got more not good enough feelings about herself that she wants to do it first and get away I, I I The the, whatever is tough out of the way first, so that she can feel good about herself and about the day. Uh,
0: I think she's got good coping strategies, so she's happy to face fear.
1: Right, but is is she happy to face fear, or has she learned over the years, I have to confront those fears anyway. I might as well do it first.
0: Yeah, probably a bit of both. I think she's just that's part of Lisa's coping is. If I get it over and done with and I don't ruminate on it and it doesn't sort of sit there all day and I'm thinking about it, if I do it first up, then I can move on. And mm. that that's a that's a positive coping strategy. Okay.
1: So do you see any difference in terms of behavior between Lisa and myself then? Like I'm 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 very much like the stable kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks very much. I got your
0: answer. <laughs> <good to> <laughs> it's not true and my laughing is not an admittance of yes (laughs) (laughs) it that is you're cheeky and um no it is just a difference Mm. and it doesn't sound like either of you are procrastinating
2: but as you're going through your list if you can kill two birds with one stone do it You know, definitely. I think that's good, Thomas, that sometimes, you know, you recognise that while you're in one situation you can handle another. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And so the other thing that people do when they procrastinate and perfectionists do this a lot is they'll have their to-do list and then they find other things that they do and they add them to the list and tick them. (laughs) 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 I've That's seen. just like looking by for a pat on the back. The isn't list it? started this big, and by the end of the day, the list is this big, and they got all of that part done.
1: Yeah, but in uh, what what you're saying is though is that uh, would
0: give me more anxiety. <laughs> because no, the list is
2: this big. Oh my goodness, I can't cope with that. No, <laughs> that'd be worse.
1: But the people who are doing that are they are they lying to themselves? Then?
0: Well, no, they're still doing tasks. And being able to tick them off as a task done but they're just not focusing on the priorities that they had
1: mm. to me it feels
0: that's like giving yourself a tick for brushing your teeth yes yeah it is Yeah. okay <laughs> certainly is yeah all right let's have a think about the next one
1: i'm 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 feeling so uh, at i'm fixed already do we need to go through this question <laughs>
0: How long's your list? (laughs) So if something is on your list that brings up, you know, a bit of, oh, I'm not sure how to do that or I don't think I'm competent or, you know, that's going to take too long or whatever it is that sort of is bringing up you wanting to push it to the back, break it down into small achievable pieces. Mm And so that you can celebrate the completion of each part.
1: I like that. I don't do that, but I like that.
0: Yeah. Lots of people don't do that, but it is a way of, um, I guess, helping procrastinators do something. Wow, that,
2: that's a good um, strategy for when a task is feeling overwhelming, like to break it down, and that's usually that type of thing, like step by step. Yeah, yeah.
0: God, I
1: love that, but I, I, I don't do it because I feel it's weakness. You either do it, you don't do it. But by the moment you, by the time you break it down, it means that you're finding yourself an excuse to do smaller stuff than the real task. So in my head, it's like. You're just looking for an excuse not to do it.
0: Yeah, but that's not the case. If you can still get to the same outcome, but breaking it down. Um, everyone
2: gets to the same place in a different way, Thomas. Not everybody thinks like you do at 100 miles an hour and like 100 <laughs> things happening. Not everyone thinks like that. <laughs>
1: Lisa, leave me alone! I'm feeling already side <laughs> But Haley, leave me alone, you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. All right. The other thing that people could do is if if it's, I guess, a task that people are putting off because mm-hmm. they feel like it's a mundane sort of task, and and lots of people do this in terms of housework. <laughs> um or um yeah things around the home or um you know in personal lives but it can be in the office as well like who who wants to be fired you could be out you know talking to people if that's you know there's lots of things that aren't in people's areas of strengths that they sort of shove to the side so make challenges out of those tasks so whether it's uh, time challenged or whether it's you know, with or against someone, you know, some sort of competitive thing or, you know, make it fun and entertaining out of some of those tasks. Is that something that you think would help in those sort of situations?
1: Lisa, you might want to start. Um,
2: Make a challenge out of a task. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you've, you can re- make a rewards game for yourself. You know, you get to have a Mars bar at the at the end of the list, or you know, you know, you get to go and have a cup of co- make a nice cup of coffee if you've done emptied the filing tray. I, yeah. I guess I guess you could. For me, if I want to have the Mars bar, I'll just have the Mars bar. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, that would not work. But if I got to the bottom of the filing tray, or I got to the bottom of the list, I would feel like relieved that it was done i'd appreciate how nice the filing tray looks empty and going forward i'd remember like you know how good it is that that tray is empty how nice is that feeling and talk myself into doing it so that it wasn't overwhelming you know so i didn't have to stand there i'd rather do 15 minutes of filing every day than stand there for an hour at the end of the week you know or an hour and a half at the end of the week yeah i would you know um tell myself that, remind myself of the feeling that I got when I did the filing, cleaned out the fridge or did the ironing or whatever, and, you know, tell myself, you know, you're not going to let it get that bad again. Don't let it get out of hand. Stay on top of it. Sometimes you just need to give yourself a stern talking to, you know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't be lazy. Get up and go and do it. Stop putting it off.
1: Really tough. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to need another man on, on, on the podcast because I'm feeling something's happening. But my, my wife does uh, if my wife said to me uh, you can now take the bin out, Thomas, into the street and the challenge is for you to beat the time that you did last week. I think it's a con. I, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, it's a con. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I don't know how to <laughs> answer your question. Yeah. So uh, yeah i i can see i can see the competition but we we have to be careful how we're using it it's like you know if if women are going to use competition uh, on men uh, so that they get the bin out there faster <laughs> <laughs> we 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 stupid if we take that game on i i i know we have to do it i i just don't know maybe Sometimes my ego will kick in and I go, no, I don't need to do this game. Yeah. I did it the last four weeks. You can now take the bin out. So I, I, I'm not so sure. But now let's, let's imagine when it comes to work. Well, if I work in an environment where it's competitive, maybe. I, I think that maybe it will work. Mm-hmm. If I don't work in an environment where it's competitive. Let's imagine I'm a nurse. And last week you took all the tools down to the sterilizing room, and this week is mine. And do we have to compete? Or maybe it won't work because I'm going to be busy with a patient so that you can go and do it. I, I, I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Okay. And it won't work in all circumstances. So it's just um, as breaking a task down into sort of measurable parts won't always work. So these are why they're like certain things just to keep in mind, but you would have to mold it and and adapt it to whatever task thing. So the other thing would be to find meaning um, in the task that you're doing. So why is that task important and valuable in the scheme of things? So, of course, putting a garbage bin out isn't very meaningful, but in the scheme of things to have your rubbish build up, you know, causes negative consequences, you know, and cockroaches and all those sort of things. So you can sort of see that it is valuable to put your bin out and have the garbage truck take it away.
1: I agree with you, but with the person who's procrastinating, how do I get into that mode of looking for meaning?
0: Everything is, happens like for a reason and is part of a chain of events. So, even in workplaces, even the filing or the most mundane tasks are of value. And you've got to put value onto those things. You know, it like order is essential for these reasons. <laughs>
1: How do you teach order is essential when a salesperson does not value order? Haley, you're gonna to have to explain that to me because now the two of you are going to be against a salesperson. I'm going, no. In my disorder, there is an order. So and and I don't care about other people's order, it's just my stuff because I need to make sales and listings.
0: Yeah. But is that, like, if you were to task, analyse your whole job, is that all it is? You only have to call people, go out, meet them, and... and yeah, because
1: I'm only getting paid from the commission I make.
0: Yeah, but you have to do paperwork, right? That's part of your job description.
1: Yeah, if I'm in the wrong office, yes. In the right office, they have people for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. i am just turn yeah. the button a little bit here. <laughs>
0: That wouldn't be on your task list. I'm talking about what's on your task list that you, in your day-to-day job, that you need to get done, that you're avoiding or that's bringing up negative emotions for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Looking at it and going, why is this bringing up negative emotions and going, well, I've got to do it.
2: But if you just do your paperwork as you go, Thomas, it's not going to be overwhelming and turn into a mountain. You know, yeah. like you just...
1: I'm sorry to feel that the both of you... Consistent. Uh, I think like when
0: we, we, when we think we, about uni <laughs> students, uni students are so renowned for procrastinating. Yes. Because sometimes what you study at uni or a particular assignment doesn't really sit with you. You're like, oh, I just yeah. got to do this. Um, so you've got to find meaning in... Doing this means it's going to get you one step closer to the degree you want or or even though it might not be in your field of um, expertise or your niche study area, it's a task that you have to complete in order to get your 80% in order to get a pass and all of those things. So chunking it right back to its value helps with procrastination.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think Viktor Frankl, the, the psychiatrist who wrote about uh, in, in, in his book, uh, Men in Search of Meaning, and he wrote about the, uh, the concentration camp and Auschwitz and, 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 what, and, and who made it out alive and who died in the camp. He, he actually wrote about you, you have to transcend your, your pain and your suffering and take that and turn it into lessons that you could actually teach maybe future generations. And and I think that it's a beautiful thing. When when you go through procrastination, sometimes you need to transcend yourself. The the minute you transcend yourself, it is much easier. I'll give you an example. I've been writing a lesson every single day for the last 27 years. And the, the first year or so, it was very difficult because it was like, One, I would forget almost. Two, it was like, hold on, how can I have a lesson? I can't even think of what I had last night for dinner. So you're going through all this, but the minute that I transcended and went, hold on, these are lessons that will allow my kids to see whether they are going to be ahead of me at the same age as me, or that we're going to be able to compare and have a discussion about how their lives been progressing versus mine. And, and therefore, also, maybe through my lessons, they can learn some of these things and avoid them and use their times to make better lessons. Suddenly, I, I have been doing it nonstop. I can't stop. So I, I, I get it. What, what you're saying is absolutely right. I think that the, to transcend what you do, it, uh, it stops you from procrastination. Very good.
0: I think um, the other I, thing that...
1: I'm healed. I'm healed.
0: <laughs> well, I think part of what you're talking about and part of what we have spoken about in, in the other episodes is around facing fear.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when we're talking about not good enough or procrastination and, and those sort of things, it's, it's a fear response, a fear of failure, or of not being good enough um, and so i guess something that people could ask themselves because we get into these like negative mindsets
2: procrastinators
0: yeah. are renowned for being in these negative mindsets of um yeah. out of fear um, of saying like well what's the best that could happen not the worst the best because often we go to that worst case scenario. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, I could get fired because I didn't do my task, or I could be, you know, not not reach my commission, or I could, you know, Mm-mm. uni or. And you go to those worst things. And it's like, well, what's what's the best thing that could happen if I did this task?
1: Mm. Yeah, because when you ask what's the worst, it's it's almost like the block that you put behind the the the, the wheel of the plane. It, it it won't go backwards. Yeah. But, but when you do the uh, the carrot, it may pull you forward, isn't it? I, I really like that. I love that bit. Yeah.
0: yeah. We often don't go. Oh, what's the best that could happen in this situation? We always go worst case scenario whenever it, we look at any pros and cons.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. So. What 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 are the, um, is there any personality type that is more prone to procrastination?
0: Definitely perfectionists. Yeah. Yeah, they are, definitely. Um, and I think that's why sometimes, we, we spoke about this, was it last week, around um, accountability partners? Yeah. And I think that feeds straight back into, like, people, you know, sometimes you can't do this by yourself all the time, like, you know, be looking out for you're not good enough, not procrastinate, stop doing that, do this. Um, it's just, it's unachievable. So if you work in, in a strong team or even in a partnership where, you know, you've got, you can hold each other accountable or notice things and and be able to help each other through. I think in our society we sort of have become silos um Whereas, yeah, I think we, we do need to attach ourselves to people in the workplace, attach ourselves to people in our social circles, you know, and in our relationships and sort of become accountability partners for all this sort of stuff.
1: So are you saying that I should tell Veronique, uh, my wife, to stop expecting the best out of me, that um, she, she needs to just accept me the way I am and um, not worry about all this, not be perfectionist about how? to improve
0: Well I think everyone should be held accountable for actions <laughs> <laughs> and working towards common goals in relationships so I'm not going to answer that one but I just that <laughs> hanging so that <laughs> when she listens that she can say thank you hayley for not entering into that argument and giving a direct answer <laughs> Um, And I think the other thing that I wanted to bring up, because you mentioned it, Lisa, was around um, like that self-compassion. Like sometimes you do like you might think that, you know, don't do that again, stern talking to like can work, but sometimes it's also like forgiving yourself and having that self-compassion and going like, it's all right. You got through it in the end. Yeah. And definitely. and moving
1: forward from there. Definitely. Yeah. Can, can, can I go to the next question here? And it's going to be more for you, Lisa. Do, do you find that sometimes, and, and, and maybe Haley, you can have a look at uh, what's pathological in that uh, question, but do you find that sometimes because you had to go through life and you had to face your brick wall and you had to go through those brick wall and there was no one behind you to really do those things for you, that you go through these things and, and, and bust through the procrastination, but then the, it, it means that you're a little bit less understanding when it comes to seeing your children go through that? Um, am I less
2: understanding for my children? no, I think I think I think kids these days, casting a broad net have got it pretty easy. I think it's 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 different now. Right. It's different now from when I was a kid. My kids have got it different to what I had it. Do I think they've got it better in a lot of ways? Do I think that kind of spoils them in some respects? I do, because um, you know, for me, as a young adult, if I didn't do it for myself, no one else was going to do it. You know, if I if I didn't go and get a second job to do whatever I wanted to do, I wasn't getting, going to get those other things, you know, where where these days, I think, or, or for my kids, I I do help them more. So whether that's doing them a favor or doing them an injustice, I'm, I haven't worked that out yet, but. I can't help it because I love them. so, And I love spoiling them and looking after them. So, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: So so the question for you, Hayley, is do, pro, do people who actually, um, who, those people who have worked through or bust their way through procrastination, do they have a, a tolerance level with procrastination in their own children? Um,
0: possibly. I guess it depends on But the depth that sorry Hayley, the depth that you've
2: described procrastination, I'm not sure I can really relate to. I haven't I don't think I've been to that level of procrastination. No. So it's it's hard to say whether I can recognize that in my kids or not because I, I, I don't like I don't no, you had no
1: choice. You had no choice. You had to yeah. push through. But does it mean that when you see procrastination in your children now, Lisa, you go, it's okay. Because in some way, half part of you is going, you know, I wish I had that. And I didn't have that kind of freedom, that lightness of being, that uh, blissfulness of just enjoying the moment. Now, let the...
2: I don't think I allow them to, if they've got a problem, I don't think I allow, allow them to, to dwell on it and procrastinate. Like I think we try and talk about it and, um, you know, encourage them to make a decision or whatever the issue is. So I don't think I allow them to do that because in my eyes, that's unhealthy because I think I would just be seeing them go into a, into their, you know, down further into the black hole. So I, I don't think it's healthy. So no, I don't think I allow them to procrastinate to that level. So. Yeah.
0: But then on the other hand, Lisa, what you're saying is you don't rescue them either. You help them find resolutions. Yes. Or well, I like I like
2: that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you don't rescue
2: them. Uh, no, you
1: I no to she, do she's a really to top. She's know, a helicopter not. parent.
2: No, I'm not.
1: Yes, <laughs> you are.
2: Uh, I, 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 I don't agree with that. <laughs> now I'm going to have to analyse that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'm a helicopter parent. I think my kids have had to, they have to have been resilient. Um, I've been a, a single mum for 10 odd years, you know, and and working and they've had to get themselves to and from after school care, walk home to their nans on their own, go to homework club after school because it's at school and you can go and do that while I'm still at work, you know, like so so they've had to be resilient. They've had to fight their own battles because I haven't always been able to be there for them. But they're okay. We're all surviving. Good.
1: <laughs> So now I'm going to ask you one more question here before we start closing. Uh, Haley, do you find that procrastination has gone, has improved or has gone worse um, with time?
0: I think there's always been procrastination. It was just different Um, because now the ability to distract yourself from what you're supposed to be doing is in the palm of your hand. (laughs)
2: and the pressure of social media
0: yeah just scrolling through which can take you know facebook then instagram and and all of these things that just i guess it just is helps procrastinators procrastinate longer because they can distract really quickly and you know bring up topics or or look like they're on task doing things when in fact, they're not. So but I
2: think it's important for procrastinators as well. Like once they've achieved the project or the task or whatever it is they're putting off, yeah. that they remember how they felt when they actually got it done, you know, and remember that next time. Remember that feeling of winning and celebrating that they've actually completed it because it's easy to just fall back into that hole again. But and that's I think, that's what I I think If you relish your wins and hold on to that, whether you've only reached one goal for the week and aim for two next, two, the next week, you need to you need to hang on to that win and and celebrate what you have completed because that will possibly help you procrastinate less next time.
0: Yeah. And believe yourself that you can get. To do that. They 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 really don't. They. They achieve something and it does make them feel good.
2: So what you're telling me that if someone's a procrastinator, they're never going to be any different. They're always going to be a procrastinator. But I'm
0: just saying, I'm saying what you're saying is right. Yeah. That they need to, they just don't do that inherently. Like they, they don't. They just go, that felt good, but putting it off feels better because I get to not have as many negative emotions for a longer period of time. That's just torturing yourself.
2: And putting yourself into a, a bigger <laughs> hole
0: yeah so um what you're saying is right that yes they do need to remi- remind themselves of that feeling and the relief um, so that it doesn't happen again but often that's not what um yeah it's not their go-to
1: okay so what what if your parent now and you see that your children are procrastinating how do you fix it
0: uh i think it's talking about talking it through um about facing the fear of whatever it is um and what is it that they're not sure of
2: why why don't they want to do it like what is it that's putting them off you know because they it could be an alarm bell to a situation you know something might not suit them so you know it's not all always about just getting a task done
1: no, I like that. I like that. So, um, but when you sit down and as a parent who's uh, always about like, you know, there's no time for procrastination, you go through and you sit down with um, a child who's now a bit of a procrastinator, what would be the advice you'd give that parent? I mean, how do they relax the rules? Um, rules around... So, for example, let's imagine... Um, if a
2: child can't make a decision, is that because they've never been allowed to make the, a decision for themselves? Like, if it's about a decision and a choice, is it, are they procrastinating because you know, of how to yeah, make a Yeah,
1: it could, could be, could be, but let's imagine... Or that. are
2: they not finishing the work because, you know, mum always steps in and finishes the colouring in on their homework each week just to get it back in the school bag and the bag back on the hook ready for the next morning? <laughs>
1: So let's I never did that by the way. (laughs) You sound like a tigress today, Lisa. (laughs) Let's imagine you have a tigress of a mother as Lisa. And and you have a a tiger as as a dad like me, who's about like we've been fighting because we had nobody, we had no safety net behind us. We had to fight, fight, fight. And we're now facing a child or children who are more. Self-esteem issue, whatever it is, maybe one of these we're going to talk about it and having some self-esteem issue. How do we do that without creating more not good enough in them? How do we get them out?
0: Um, well, it is talking about it. It's talking about, um, yeah, their negative emotions and not letting them, I guess, this day and age, I see lots of people who... Um, you know, just do anything to not, like I guess, to rescue their child and not see them upset. And you know, all oh, that makes him sad. So I won't do that. And that makes him upset. So I won't do that. Yeah. Um, and that's not helpful. That doesn't build resilience. That doesn't uh-huh. help people face their fears. Or you know, so you've got to you've got to help them in in steps. Obviously. Um, expose them to whatever is making them anxious or fearful and problem solve, teaching um, kids and young people to look at their options and, and do the pros and cons and go, oh, I could do that but that would mean this or I could do that and that would mean this because a lot of the time the transition from childhood into teenagers and then adulthood goes really quickly and we go from parents that are like, Make all the decisions, because you have to, because little kids can't make their own decisions around a lot of big things. Yeah. Um, but including them in that and in your reasoning and in your thoughts around, well, we could do this, but that, you know, I can't fit these things in or I can do that. And helping them come into the conversations will help them learn problem-solving skills. So even though they're not making the big life decisions, you know, about moving house, for example, but having them be on the journey and going, you know, we're thinking about this one or this suburb for these but reasons. But
2: I also think, Hayley, when you're taking them through that process, don't sugarcoat it. You know, if, if they can't do something, they for whatever reason, whether it be for financial reasons or practical reasons as in getting the kid there, don't sugarcoat it. Like, you can't do it, we can't afford it. You can't do it, you can't get there. You know, like, I think, I think, stop laughing, Thomas. I'm You Spartacus, know?
1: you woman, you're a Spartacus kind
2: of woman. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I think that's important to be real with the kids, you know, like, not only to include them in the process, but to be real. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Be realistic. Um. And I think it's also in modelling um, about like just sh- showing that, yes, you can be afraid or fearful or anxious or put things off and, and talking through that process and saying, you know, I, sh- I need to stop putting this thing off. I just need to do it. I'll do it this way by breaking it down and, uh, you know, like talking through that. If, if kids are watching parents do that
1: yeah more no, you're using money. you're using like dragons here modeling you mean monkey see and monkey do is that what you're talking about yeah,
0: Monkey do that's right oh. yeah okay. so modeling so yeah you do it and then they see you do it and so they're more likely to do the same
1: yeah wow listen uh i i um we're coming to the end uh, of our podcast it's just crazy i think that procrastination needs more time but you know a, lo- a lot of people don't really understand that they did the uh, there's a lot more issue, a lot more. Um, I just did a podcast where we we're talking about uh, suicide and a lot of, of people are not feeling bad. And one of my mates was asking on the podcast a very good question. When was the last time you asked someone, how are you going? Are, are you thinking about killing yourself and things like this? And procrastination is is one of the pain that people sometimes go through by themselves, but it's leading to, to that, that maybe we should be asking. I think this, this, is, this is one of the issues where people are using it to maybe tell the world that they have some not good enough feeling about themselves. And, and it pays now these days to really start paying attention to that to, to, and, and ask those kind of questions. One of the things that Haley probably would like us to, to explore, whether it's this next podcast or the one after, but what it's to talk about? What is it that? Why is it that the three of us can talk about this, but there's a lot of people who are thinking about these things but don't even share that with each other? Sometimes even in family, between family members, you know, that that between family members they they would gather and talk about the good things and have a beer together. But they would never ask the other person like are you okay yeah. are, you, are you having these kind of bad times when you procrastinate when you don't feel right when you don't feel like you want to make decisions i i think it, it may pay um well you you have fixed my my procrastination for the next uh, few days <laughs> Lisa, you you are Spartacus. I I I reckon. you 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 talk about you have. Uh, no, I don't believe it. You're a freaking fighting machine. Where where whereas you Haley, you you really bring a lot of uh, common sense to a lot of things that we're talking about. I I am um, unfortunate to be part of the weaker sex, and um, I'm trying to bring to the table maybe some of the weaker sex thinking. <laughs> But why why don't you just close to that tonight, maybe.
0: Uh Well, thank you everyone for listening. But I guess the main takeaways, um, and maybe Lisa, you can finish on the main takeaway that you <laughs> But I mean, the reality is looking at procrastination as not being, you know, laziness. Um, you know, or poor time management, but really looking at it as someone who is avoiding something because um they're using that as a coping strategy instead of facing it.
1: Love it. I love it. See, this is what I love about when men talk in a podcast about closing, they they gladly close. Women they go, oh, I'll do a little bit and Lisa, why don't you just close? All right. So Lisa, why don't you just close? <laughs>
2: Well, I, I think it's problem solving, isn't it? Like it's working through your issues. When you're overwhelmed, break it down. Um, uh, hold on to your wins and believe that you can get through it and you'll feel a lot better once you do make the decision or complete the task. And believe in yourself because you can do it and have fun while you are doing it. So. <laughs> That's Thank great. you very much, ladies. Thanks.
1: Talk soon.
2: Bye.
1: Bye. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.